Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop, where every other week or so, we place three bottles of secret herbs and spices in front of us and hit ourselves in the face with them. Yes, that's right. Today, we are going to try to taste the original recipe of bitters. These are not meant for shotting, but we are. Anyway, I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. Yes, you heard correctly, dear listeners. For science and for you, we are going to taste bitters by itself. Mm. So we can tell you what it tastes like when it's not mixed with something else. But also, we're going to talk to you about them and tell you about what's the, what the general like flavor profiles and general uses are. And, you know, how we got to where we are today with them. Yeah, and I guess we should start by defining what bitters is. Because apart from being something that's existed for a long-ass time, and we'll get more into that later... Yeah, and also really awkward to say as a singular, because bitters and bitters are both singular and plural. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, so it is traditionally an alcoholic preparation flavoured with botanicals that has the end result being characterized by a bitter or bittersweet flavor. Mm. And I would say the three we have in front of us characterize those, that description very well. Yeah, there are, of course, a massive variety of bitters, but the three we have in front of us are undoubtedly the best known and certainly the ones most called for in International Bartender Association standard cocktail recipes yeah and they're on they're in basically the top three or four on every top 10 cocktail list cocktail bitters list i've seen so far yeah and among lists of most used ingredients in cocktails they're up there hmm. always yeah so of course we've got to start with number one the the classic the the one that everybody knows and is Behind every single bar. Angostura bitters. Mm. And Angostura bitters has a good story. Yeah. Because it was invented in 1824 by Dr. Johann Siegert of the city of Angostura in Venezuela, which is now known as Ciudad Bolivar. And he made it as a stimulant for the troops to help them with malaria and keep them on their feet. And, uh, of course, it's been used for hundreds of years, and the recipe, no one knows what it is at all. Except for one guy. mm, It is a closely guarded secret locked in a vault. Yeah. Like, this is another one of these secret recipes that is handed down from person to person, and only one or two people know it at any given time. Yeah, so that no one can steal it, no one else can make a bitters quite like Angostura. Mm. It, it's a herbal liqueur thing. Yeah. Like uh, chartreuse, like... What's that other one? I've forgotten. Like Angostura. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, exactly like chartreuse. But um, I guess, while we're going back to 1824, let's go back a bit further. 
because the origins of bitters actually date back to the ancient Egyptians, mm. who are believed to have infused medicinal herbs in jars of wine. Yes. Re- where, where did you find and this? <laughs> obviously a different source to you. Yeah. And uh, that then developed further because naturally things moved about as they do. And by the Middle Ages, thanks to the ability to distill alcohol and a renaissance of pharmacology, they were able to concoct more concentrated herbal bitters and tonic preparations. Mm. And it wasn't long before they started mixing those with things. And by 1806, they were mixed with a variety of other things and cocktails began to be mentioned in magazines. And in fact, the May 6 issue of the Balance Columbian Repository <laughs> described a cocktail as a stimulating liquor composed of spirits of any kind, sugar, water, and bitters. There you go. Bitters. 1806, mentioning bitters as something that you put in a cocktail, which is interesting because before that, it was sold by apothecaries and used as a medicine. Yeah, like tinctures and tonics and all that fun stuff. This is the classic origin of all our regular herbal liqueurs too. Yeah. Like absinthe, like chartreuse, like I mentioned before. Like, uh, what's that other one I have in my cupboard? Well, like Unicom. Like Unicom, like, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, gin? Brandy? Like, well, not not so much brandy. I'm just looking at things in my cupboard. Um, but like most, a lot of these things, they didn't start out specifically as drinks. And I, I think it's quite interesting that bitters, or what we now know as cocktail bitters, kind of didn't turn into drinks. They kind of went the other way. Yeah, well, they ended up becoming part of drinks rather than becoming drinks yeah. themselves. Like uh, seasoning on your... Uh, seasoning with food, your, your herbs that you sprinkle onto your your meal to make it taste nicer, you sprinkle a few drops of this into your cocktail to make it taste nicer. Yeah, and uh, that really peaked during the late 1800s and early 1900s, especially during Prohibition, mm. when all the alcohol was of ludicrously low quant- was of ludicrously low quality and needed to be made to taste better. Yeah. Or they just hit it with so much uh so many herbs and so many herbs and spices that you couldn't taste the alcohol anyway. Yeah, well, because what's interesting is that during Prohibition, bitters was not outlawed. No. Well, it's a, it was considered medicine. Yeah. Because who in their right mind would drink it? <laughs> exactly. It was something that in a few dashes might be added to a cocktail, and you'll see it in a lot of what the International Bartenders, what the International Bartenders Association calls the classics. Mm-hmm. Your Manhattans, your Old Fashioned, your Negronis. Yeah, so you'll find it a lot in the in the classic cocktails that the International Bartenders Association refers to as the Unforgettables. Mm, that's what they call them. Yes. Yeah, things like the Boulevardier, 
which contains well, Campari, was, which is that's tech that that's a bitter, a bitter, but not a bitters. Mm. But then you've got you know the well the the, the ne- Manhattan, for example. The the Boulevardia is a variation of the Negroni. Yeah, and the Negroni and the old fashioned. Yeah, I suppose even the Sazerac, to a point. But I don't think that's part of the uh, IBA classics or unforgettable. Oh, it is actually. Yes, is the the Sazerac is an unforgettable. Ah. What what uh, I find most interesting about the Sazerac is that it's it was kind of like a uh, manufactured cocktail, like a uh, a company di- made its whole thing about making the Sazerac. Yeah, literally named for a brand of cognac. Yeah. And originating in New Orleans. Yeah. And the the brand, they wanted to sell more of their cognac, so they made this cocktail to sell more brandy. Yeah, and it worked so well. Cognac, absinthe, a sugar cube, and two dashes of Peychaud's bitters. Mm. And it was made with cognac until up until 1885 with the Philozera outbreak. It um, this cocktail kind of left their uh, left left their possession, and people started making it with rye whiskey instead. And, yeah, and it kind of became wholly American. And then, yeah, a new cocktail was born. Mm. So that I think is quite fascinating. Like they made this cocktail, and then suddenly it's not theirs anymore. But the bitters remained. Yes. And uh, importantly, because the bitters is a strong key flavor to pretty much any cocktail you find it in. But I'm pretty sure Peychaud's is only used in about three cocktails. Yeah, it, it's not nearly as popular as Angostura bitters or orange bitters. Mm. It, uh, it smells interesting, though. Oh, it does. Um, but we'll get into that later. Yes. In fact, I think we should taste it last. I have a feeling that its flavour is not as strong as the other two. Well, shouldn't we taste it first then? I guess, yes. <laughs> I'm, I would say the orange bitters is least flavoursome, or least punchy in flavour, least intense. Then we would taste it first. Mm. Shall we? Yes, let's. <laughs> oh, so, so we have uh, the Angostura orange bitters, which only uh, only came out in 2007. There are heaps and heaps of orange bitters on the market. So just if you're going to use orange bitters in your drink, you just have to pick one, I guess. Yeah, because Angostura was, of course, originally not a brand, but a type of bitters. It has since become a brand. Mm. And... The um, well, the Angostura bitters is not based on the plant like a lot of people think. It's based on the town. The name came from the the town it was created in. Yeah, and people are easily confused because it's not called that anymore and hasn't been since the eighteen forties. Mm. But the history remains. Yeah. Anyway, cheers. Cheers. I guess. So let's sip it, I suppose, and well, smelling definitely smells like fresh orange peel. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. It smells like orange zest with uh, like 
uh, caramelized sugar. Mm. Orange zest, caramelized sugar. Um, maybe a little bit of ginger in there. Oh, a tiny, tiny bit. But yeah, yeah. I, I could see why someone would pour this into something instead of going to the effort of zest and sugar and you know possibly a pinch of ginger or a pinch of water or something. Mm. A couple of dashes of this instead. Yeah. And, I mean, the flavor, which we'll find out. Right now. Right now. Here we go. Wow. That is really sweet. That is way sweeter than I was expecting. Yeah, and less orangey than I expected. Mm. It does taste like I've just gotten some orange zest and I've taken a big chomp out of it. Yeah, it it is definitely... (laughs) It definitely ticks the bittersweet box. Mm. And it is bitey, like like there's ginger in it. Yeah. Like a a spicy, sorry. And it is warming, Mm. but you'd expect that. Because it's 28%. Yeah, definitely probably the mildest of the three we have. Oh, yeah. I mean, bitters are strong. And people have, and certainly during Prohibition were, known to just drink this stuff straight out of pure desperation Mm. because of the strength of it. But, you know, you'd be looking at one bottle... I guess for because they're not big bottles. No, and they're not cheap bottles either. Yeah, they're, these are quite pricey, and I think that's for for Australia. Part of that is because of our liquor laws and the the uh, duty we have to pay. Yeah, tax because it's pay. per alcohol percentage. Yeah, and it is not low. So technically, they don't count as alcoholic drinks. So I don't know if they're taxed the same. Who knows? Who mm. knows? Um, so the label says the House of Angostura, the world's leader in aromatic bitters, has employed its considerable blending expertise to craft this exquisite orange bitters. Citrus oils from tropical oranges have been perfectly combined with exotic spices to create a rich and bold orange bitters. Angostura Orange Bitters offers a dry, intense flavour with spicy notes and a finish of complex bitter oranges. Yeah. Yeah, that's not wanky bullshit. I would agree with that. Mm. And that's what it tastes like. I, I could see using this in cooking, actually, like to give that intense orangey flavour. Like you'd add a couple of drops to this uh, with something you'd want orange zest in like you could totally put a few drops of this in a in some chocolate if you wanted like a choc orange flavor oh absolutely even in a cake perhaps Mm. or icing yeah um it's it was quite interesting that the mouthfeel of it too it's it's thick it's a little oily um it's not watery like you'd expect a, a vodka to be. Yeah, well, because it's it's clear. It doesn't look as though it would have the mouthfeel that it has. Yeah, that's quite interesting. Um, not like sweet, not terribly bitter, but there's definitely bitter notes. Mm. Um, but you better like oranges if you want to try it. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, it's very <laughs> orange. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess that brings us on to the Peshords. Hmm. Which uh, I'm I'm quite interested to try because I really like the smell of it. Mm. What does it smell like? It reminds me of the smell of a custard tart, specifically with a lot of cinnamon on top of it. Mm. And licorice or aniseed. Yeah. And um what did they say it was in it? Like I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I read it had like five spice in in it, like notes of five spice. Uh, so, on the back of the bottle, it says, in the early 1800s, Antoine Amadie, uh, Antoine a- Amadie Peychaud, an apothecary, gained fame in New Orleans, not for the drugs he dispensed, but for the compounding of a liquid tonic called bitters. These bitters, good for what ails one, or good for what ailed one, irrespective of malady, gave an added zest to, to the potions of cognac brandy he served in his pharmacy. Cognac had long been a popular drink in the numerous coffee houses of New Orleans, and present and presently customers began demanding their brandy spiked with a dash of the marvellous Peychaud's Bitters. The zest Peychaud's Bitters gives drinks and food has given it an honoured place in famous gourmet recipes the world over. No notes on flavour. No, but what uh, I suppose we oh, should... It's imported. Ah, I suppose we should point out the colour of these because most of them, you don't really see the colour and when it's in a drink, it just disappears into it. Or with the exception of Angostura aromatic bitters. Yes, because it is very dark. Yeah, it. well, the, the colour is so strong, it, it colours the drink. Yeah, it, it will definitely colour a lightly coloured drink with, without a doubt. Mm. Now, this one looks a deep red in the bottle, almost... But you pour it into a glass, shine some light through it, and it's... It's, it's like a pale, it's like a light red, pink. Yeah. Yeah, so in, in the bottle it looks almost ruby. Mm. But it's interesting. Yeah. And of course, as we mentioned earlier, the orange bitters was clear. Just a hint of an orangey colour. But largely. Yeah, mostly mostly clear. Yeah. You'd, you'd never see it in a drink. Oh, no, not ever. Yep. Right, well, let's uh, describe the smell. Because mm. we did to some extent, but... Yeah, so that's lots of spice. Um, like you said, cinnamon custard tarts. Uh, aniseed is super duper potent in that. And naturally, their entire recipe would not be known... And mm. you could just take a wild guess at what you think might be in it. There's obviously cinnamon. Yeah. Is this anything else on the bottom? No. Ah. Oh. Ingredients. Water, alcohol, herbs, and spices. Caramel and certified food color contains FD and C red number 40. <laughs> Lots of detail there, as we expected. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to try this. Yeah, sorry, I'm just reading it. Like, they've they've done a, a graphic design faux pas, I think. Because they've got... it. It the, the text goes across the line, separated with the logo. Oh, dear. And I'm, 
I think. Yeah, Peshawar bitters have no equal for flavoring cocktails used in every bar of any prominence. Yeah, they've definitely done a graphic design for a bar. I mean, that might have been a, a fun thing to do way back when, but... Hmm. Well, and I mean, it looks very much, and I think most of the bitters labels do, look mm. very much as though they've been unchanged for hundreds of years. Yeah. Well, for as long as the products existed anyway. Yeah, so at least 150 years. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's... And, uh, yeah, because certainly it would otherwise say... Peshaw would have no flavoring used in of any bitters equal for cocktails, every bar prominence. If that makes no sense, does it? Yeah, no, none. No. None at all. But there you go. All right, let's uh, quit lollygagging yeah. and, and taste. Taste. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. It tastes nothing like it smells. Nothing. Ah. It's really bitter. <laughs> like, wow. And so no sweetness at all, really. Yeah. Ah. Um, there is that little, that bit of minty flavor that I was reading up on earlier. And there is, like, there's, there's spice, mm. but the spice is just overpowered by the sheer kick to the palate of bitterness. Whew. That is a, not a nice one to drink. Not not by itself. I mean, obviously, we need to try it in a Negroni. In a Sazerac? Do you have the ingredients for a Sazerac? Yeah. Oh, then obviously, we need to try it in a Sazerac. Mm. That's what we got the rye whiskey for. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But we have to finish off these bits we have in here because maybe it's better after you were expecting it the the second sip is always better like the unicum perhaps yes <laughs> uh, you I, know, it hurts the first time but when you do it again it's better yeah i i definitely would be interested in tasting this in a cocktail because the the smell is much more pleasant than the taste yeah and I mean, obviously, with something else, you're not going to get belted by that bitterness quite so much. Mm. And maybe some of the more subtlety, maybe some of the more subtle flavors will shine through. And certainly the smell would enhance anything that you were drinking. Definitely. Definitely. Ugh. No. Don't recommend having that one on its own. Yeah, the. I mean, really, you shouldn't have any of them by themselves. But no, that's not what they're for. But, but so far, the the orange one is the most palatable. Mm. If you feel like chewing on some orange peel, try a tiny bit of orange bitters instead. Yeah, even just like if you put your thumb on the end of. Sorry, I'll speak into the mic. Uh, even if you just put your thumb on the end of the bottle, upend it over your thumb so it uh, wets the end of your thumb, and then you lick that. That's a good way to get the flavor of something too. Yeah, and because if you're thinking about 
using it in something, knowing what it tastes like by itself does help to understand the flavor. Definitely. And yeah, you know, then get a feel for what it might do to other flavors you mix it with. Yeah. Uh, apprentice chefs do this. Chef, well, chefs do this all the time. I'm pretty sure uh, bartend- good bartenders do it. Like they taste... Uh, they they taste all the ingredients, or they know what each ingredient tastes like, so they can build the good to- build a good cocktail. Yeah, and then if somebody asks them, "Hey, can you invent a cocktail for me?" Mm. They go, "Yep, sure," and they just throw some things together that are gonna taste good. Yeah, or at least, can you make something up that has these flavors? Yeah, yeah. All right, lucky last, the the classic, the one and only, the dark horse, literally, the the Angostura bitters. Arom- Sorry, Angostura Aromatic Bitters is the full title, I believe. Product of Trinidad and Tobago. T- Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, didn't start there, as we said. Started in Venezuela and moved there later. Yeah, and uh, this one yeah, is a deep, deep dark colour. Yeah, like um, a, a... Kind of like a burnt red. Yeah, I was going to say like uh, almost like a British blood pudding. Yeah, it's pretty close to that. Yeah. Or um, tomato, tomato juice, maybe no. Or a barbecue sauce color, almost. Yeah, yeah, almost a barbecue sauce color. Certainly mm. doesn't smell like it. No, nothing like it. What does it smell like, it, though? I, I think it smells like aromatic bitters. I think it smells like Angostura aromatic bitters. With its secret recipe. I reckon there's, like, ginger ginger in there. That seems to be a classic in a lot of herbal concoctions. Yeah. Because well, once upon a time, nobody knew what it was. Mm. You know, like, aha, no one will ever guess that this ingredient's in there. Yeah, but now ginger is everywhere, and it's pretty easy to pick it. Yeah. Um. So it is a uh, bitters based on uh, gentian herbs and spices. So gentian or gentian, I think. Gentian, I think. Gentian. It occur. It grows in uh, alpine habitats in temperate regions of Asia, Europe, and the Americas. Um. So. It's like a it's a it's a flowering shrub, basically. And the an Angostura the House of Angostura use the the roots from this from these plants to flavour their Angostura bitters. Flavour their aromatic bitters. Interesting, which would explain why it smells like nothing else. Mm. Why and why it's so hard to pin down this particular flavour. Yeah. All right. Well, let's taste it. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. That is honestly not the worst tasting spirit I've had. Well, it, it reminds me a bit of Amaro, but not as bad. Tastes kind of, well, a, a more uh, recent... Uh, flavor reminds me of the unicum. Yeah. But obviously not as heavy on the aniseed and bitter. 
Yes. Yeah, because I think both both the Unicom and the Amaro are very heavy on the bitter. This is less bitter. It has a sweetness to it. Mm. But I think there's more sweetness in the smell than the flavor. Yes. Very subtle sweetness in the flavor. Mm. Almost, I guess, like the the subtle sweetness in the Peychaud's bitters. Yeah. Though slightly less so, I think. <laughs> yeah. This is this is another one of the this is like the Peychaud's something that is better as a uh, or far better as a cocktail seasoning effectively. Yes. And while, yeah, originally they were medicines and you could totally have a bit of it by itself and it would heal whatever ailed you, it's better for cocktails. Yeah. And, yeah, the smell is so much more pleasant than the flavor. Yeah, definitely. Um, And now I kind of think that for science, we need to mix a Cesarac... Without the bitters, hmm. taste it, then add the bitters to see the difference. All right. Stay tuned. Okay. So, for the pièce de résistance, the end of the episode, the dénouement, if you will. The epilogue. Yes. We have in front of us the Cesarac without the Peychaud's bitters. Mm. So we're going to taste it. I'm guessing it's going to taste an awful lot like cognac. <laughs> and absinthe. And a little bit like absinthe, yes. Yeah. Uh, and sweet absinthe too. Yeah. Or sweet uh, cognac too. And it doesn't smell a lot like cognac though, which is interesting. Mm. Anyway, cheers. Cheers. Yeah, it's fine, I suppose. There's no... Uh, doesn't wow me yet yeah so now we add two dashes of Peychaud's bitters two? yep to fit with the International Bartender uh, Association standard two. that was far more than two one, dashes two there you go and I also and because I couldn't pour it properly it's just ended up everywhere everywhere yeah. and, oh yes everywhere yeah so I got these silly ends to restrict the flow that do a very good job of just getting everywhere. Yeah, as, as soon as you tilt the bottle sideways, it launches it out. Yeah. Did I get it? Oh, I got it like a book. Not only Sorry. that one page. It didn't. It didn't go through. <laughs> Sorry. That's already dry. It was very small now. Okay, right. and now we must stir to mix it through sufficiently. Oh, smells different. It does, as you'd expect. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's nicer. That's, yeah. that's a lot nicer. Yeah, so there you go. The Peychaud's bitters made a notable difference mm. and really improved the cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Peychaud's bitters works. <laughs> Ingredients that are listed as belonging in cocktails should go in them. Yeah. Yes. Surprising no one. It's a a bit bit of a lackluster uh, reveal, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What did we think would happen? Well, there would be a Mm. difference in flavor because without that, it really just tasted like 
cognac with a slight hint of licorice. And a and a little bit sweeter too. Yeah. And obviously cold. Yes. And slightly watered down because we stirred it with ice. As you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the um the Peshwards bitters really made a difference. Really added like, you know, adding if you think your dish is missing something, you add a bit a bit of salt. Yeah, it, it added an extra level uh, it added uh, it added an <laughs> I'm not going to be able to say it. We have to redo the whole episode. (laughs) (laughs) It added an extra level of complexity that was just missing because the the ice had watered it down. Mm. And I think the watering down of the cognac kind of almost makes way for the flavor profile of the Peshawar's bitters. It does. Because it really neatly slotted in there, didn't it? Yeah. And um, yeah, just added that little bit extra oomph that it needed. Um, so, so I think we've uh, started to lose it already. So we should probably wrap this episode. Yes, up. <laughs> That's, we, we we hope you've learned something about bitters from from this episode. Mm, we sure did. Well, I mean, I did. Yeah, you, no, you were I, a bartender. I I, I, learned, I learned a couple of things. <laughs> I, I didn't know how old it was. There's, there's no, that. no. I mean, you sort of look at the bottle and it has that prohibition vibe. It does. It really does. Um, but it's actually, you know, uh, nearly a hundred years older. Yeah, if not longer. Well, I mean, ancient ancient Egyptians. Yes, but if if you count mixing herbs with wine, which I guess you could, mm. because that's totally the beginning of that's a herbal liqueur. You're taking an alcohol, you're mixing herbs with it. Yeah, and obviously, in its most basic form. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we're talking, you know, something Some. B.C. here. Yeah. <laughs> That's a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, if you liked what you heard, everyone, be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. While Mikkel ran, uh, rapidly works out what we're talking about next. Oh, you've already done it. Um, if, hit that subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. We are a good drop all about alcohol on your favorite podcast app, including Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Apple, uh, Podbean, Podcasts, um, many, many more. You can also find us on the socials, Instagram, and mostly Facebook as a good (laughs) drop podcast. Do please share us on Facebook so others can listen if, you know, you prefer to share that way other than sharing links to other things with people. Hmm. Just, you know, let people know we exist and that you enjoy listening to us and they will too. Tag your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you want to hit up our giant library of previous episodes, jump on our website, agooddrop.com.au. Or if you want to send us any comments, questions, feedback, uh, if you have a favorite bitters you like to throw in your cocktails or food, let us know. Send us an email to agooddrop at gmail.com. And be sure to join us next time when we talk about something I'm really looking forward to, <laughs> Belgian beer. It's one of your favorite styles of beer, isn't it? I do like Belgian beer. They, they do it differently. Yeah. I'm excited. It's going to be too. pricey. Yes. The good ones usually are. They, they are. They are indeed. So until then, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>